السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته حلقة اليوم هي ثالث وآخر حلقة سجلناها من ضمن موسم تنوين السنوي اللي يقام وبينظم من قبل مركز الملك عبد العزيز الثقافي العالمي أو إثراء في المنطقة الشرقية وفي هذه الحلقة سوينا حوار مع فنانة ألمانية كانت مشاركة ضمن الموسم بوحدة من أكبر الأعمال الفنية التفاعلية اللي ممكن تتخيلوها ولأنه الفنانة ألمانية وطبيعي ما تتكلم عربي الحلقة هذه سجلناها كلها باللغة الإنجليزية فمن النقطة هذه حنحاول الكلام كله إنجليزي إلى آخر الحلقة In this episode of Mustadfir we talked with one of the most interesting artists we met in the Tanween event during our visit in 2019 And our conversation was off to a really great start to the point where we forgot to actually introduce our guest or even just announce the start of the episode. So we'll take this opportunity to tell you more about her. Our guest today is Karina Smigla-Bobinski, and she's an expert in visual communication, an intermedia artist with analog and digital media. And during the event, she introduced Ada Drawing Workshop, an engrossing and gripping exploration of the oddities of creative senses. And we had a wonderful time chatting with her for more than an hour. We hope you enjoyed this episode and let's start recording. half Polish, half German. So uh, when I speak at home, we mix the, these two languages or even three with English or yeah. even French because I speak five languages. Wow. So, you know, sometimes some of um, of your thoughts, you know, or some description, it's so perfect in one English, yes. in one language. So We use it. We just use it, you know, and everybody know exactly what you mean by that. The But first thing that crops in your mind, you just say it. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. But, you know, on the end, this is like totally, <laughs> yeah. uh, totally mess. You know, if some linguist will uh, re- uh, hear it, me in this moment will say, oh, my God. <laughs> is it offensive to the general like community in German if you like do... Something that's public on social media or a radio show when you mix languages is offensive. Uh, or? No, no, it's not. No, in every country you will meet more people say if you speak a language, so please speak proper way. You know? <laughs> This is what we have here. Yeah, I think it's in every country it's like that. But you know, for me, in uh, language, you know, is. Um, not really my medium you know i i speak five languages but no of no of them in a proper way as you can hear now you know <laughs> my english yeah, is fine. really not good so but you know and and because of this i think i use language only like a um second tool for me you know like a background tool my premier tool my foreground tool is art so this is uh, the medium where i can speak totally clearly and totally in a perfect way for me. But language, language is really like a hard work, you know, to put all my images, you know, all my thoughts into a, uh, words. It's really hard work for me. Yeah, and, but, but at the end of the day, art is means for communication. So people can communicate with yes. visual um, images. Yes. And I think this is, this was one of the first... Uh, 
means of communication yes. even in the stone humanity. age yeah. in humanity yeah. i think yes. they communicated exactly. with pictures yes exactly exactly you know when you i think it's this, the scientists f- uh, figure out this our languages you know all our signs it's coming out of drawings you know of symbols and and so and But even when you think about it, the written word is also, it's a form of drawing. Yeah. You're drawing letters yes. Uh, yes. and symbols. And no, even when I when I uh, saw some Arabic letters or some Arabic words, I start to imagine w- what is it. Because for me, the sometimes was like, uh, there was like words for distance. And I was looking to these letters, I just see, you know, like a logo or image for distance. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like without the drawing, which is writing, basically, uh, a language would not really progress. Yes. Like if you go to lots of these extinct or almost extinct languages, they don't really have a written form. So, yes. you know, in a sense, art kind of propels or pulls the language ahead or mm-hmm. forward. I think I think yeah I think both language push art and art push language you know because when when I was studying to get all this information about art history art theory you know art philosophy I have to go to language you know to get some information but of course we have uh, all the time keep in mind that this is a translation of the real primary information which is art itself you know mm-hmm. so when when you read about art and you read this stuff you all the time have to jump back and look at the art itself and and take this in this perspective you know because lots of art historians are uh, so um So far away, let us say, <laughs> the most nasty, uh, uh, um, fun, or not funny, but uh, nice way, you know, they are so far away from art, you know, they, they are building, um, theories, which when I read them, sometimes I am like thinking, what what they are talking about you know so they are making so complicated this all this stuff they are putting stuff together where artists will never put this together you know so and it it could be okay when they put some new stuff together but you know i always say don't believe an art historian which never ever hold brush in his hands you know? mm. Because it's only about talking, you know, about talking, about talking, you know, and uh, repeating of talking of somebody was talking, you know. So this is all about uh, language and about uh, thoughts, but this is far away from art. Now, I, I think that's very true because um, most of my life I, I enjoy watching uh movies um cartoons um listening to music a lot of this stuff and you always have certain opinions and Mm -hmm. and certain ideas of what does that mean or why did they do that or was it good or was it bad Mm -hmm. even if you're just judging it but up until i started actually acting and being and being a participant in the art industry or in like the media in general 
now I have a different perspective. Every time I see a movie, every time I see a story unfolding, it's like, it's like, no, okay, so this must mean that, or they did this because of this, or I don't, I'm not quick to judge certain things when I see it, whether it's good or bad, because I know what it takes to really produce that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same when you look at even sports, uh, when you have a lot of these analysts mm-hmm. who talk about after like football games and stuff, mm-hmm. if they're players, they talk a totally different language if they were mm-hmm. ex-players like mm-hmm. people who actually played so i think art is the same way however when when we use art as communication art is subjective words are really precise mm-hmm. in, in 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 a lot of not always. It, not, it, always. not always yeah. not always but yeah. it's like how how can art really send the message when it's open to interpretation like how can you be precise with your message uh this is all about being professional you know and uh and I am not, I will also say, you know, when you want to be really professional artist and to know what you are doing, you have to know all these theories. And you, I immediately recognize every image and I exactly know how it is done, what is wrong, what is the composition, what is the energy, what is the message, you know. I can analyze this very quick. But this is the one step, you know, this is this, uh, what, what happens for artists in the consciousness, you know. But art is also something what you have, what had to do a lot about under consciousness. So you, you have to feel stuff. You have to just let it go, you know. Intuition. Intuition, mm-hmm. you know. So you have to be open for something new, you know, even for stuff which are not nice because we are not only beautiful, nice people, you know, we are also terrible monsters. So. To get this in a balance, it's really important to get to be an artist, you know. And when I teach uh, to uh, my students, I told them, you have to learn everything, every theory. You have to know exactly what it's about. But art begins first when you break this uh, this uh, rules. Okay, you know. Yeah. So it's it's you won't really express your art. The way you're supposed to until you go out of the box that was built by other artists? Uh, no, I will say it's something about, um, about the black box of our body, of our mind, and this outside of this black box. So this is a little bit like a heartbeat, you know? You have to let it go and to make your art to be just out of your we say out of your stomach, make your art, you know, like be in, in the moment, you know, don't think, you know, when you paint or you make art, you have to main, uh, make your mind free, you know, and empty. You know? <laughs> and then you have to stop it in some moment when you make a break, then you have take it back, you know, and sit down and look at it, at what is coming out of you and then analyze it, you know, and then just analyze it. And then Again, jump to the intuition. So this is like, you know, this movement, like a a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, because we have, we live in our black box, in our body. And we have only, you know, few holes 
where we can exchange uh, for input and output for input and output exactly you know so we have these two small holes eyes uh, the eyes we have the ears we have nose the mouth and we have also our skin to touch you know so and these are the only the few things we can exchange from inside to the outside so it is nice to make this in a way that the people can also join you or I like you know to to make my art in a form where I can join uh, they can join me in my art and we can exchange you know because for me it's not important to make art in a classic way I was I am a painter you know I was starting uh, studying uh, studying painting and I can paint like a classic painter you know and like abstract painter so I know all this stuff um but I don't like anymore this form of making art the new artist put your information your message your idea to the artwork and then it's closer. And then you only put the somewhere on the wall or in a space. And the visitors are only like, um, a viewer, you know, they only, um, can inter, uh, interact with this artwork by viewing in. And the all interaction ha- happens only in the head, you know. In the eyes and uh, exactly, yes. exactly. So, and uh, I, I don't really like this method because it's. I think it's already done. It's like it's being the, done the for past, at you least five hundred years. Yeah, this is yeah. like a past or a like classic method. So, yes. and I don't really find for me the a proper way to use this technique for today. So for me, you know, what, what is the technique and, um, um, of today for, for exchange between people, which mm-hmm. I like? This is the open source method. Mm-hmm. So I love to put uh, my message, my ideas to my artworks, but I make uh, interactive artworks and analog interactive, you know, so the people can really join this uh, installation with their own body so they they have to get really active you know and in this moment when they join this installation they create or f- um, fulfill this installation or this artworks mm-hmm. so i don't make the whole artworks you know the visitors and me we make it together. together can you explain a little bit more about the art installation you have downstairs yeah, the ADA? Now we're in uh, the Tenween event and you have a huge installation yesterday I it, saw it and I was too huge to, yeah <laughs> it's like, like I saw just kids bouncing off these like huge ball and then I, I noticed the squiggly things well, what it, is what it's is called this? the ADA right ADA Ada, okay. Ada. On, okay. Yes, I get, so, I get that. You know, yeah. this, I, this is, ah, oh, this is something also about language, you know, because, mm-hmm. um, this is Ada because of Ada Loveless. Mm-hmm. And also I play with this name of Ada and I, I write this with big letters, you know. Uh, yeah. That's why I thought it was an acronym. Yeah. Okay. And this is, you know, this is uh, c- could be like analog, digital, analog. Okay. <laughs> you know? ah. so, you, I read in the in the description online, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. relate this art installation with Ada Lovelace mm-hmm. and uh, Charles Babbage mm-hmm. and uh, the Mimics, mm-hmm. uh, the machine. Mm-hmm. What is his name? Van. Uh, 
he's like he did the machine the, the information yeah. machine yeah 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 so but i didn't get how this art installation is related to okay. all these pioneers of information yes. and computers yeah and you know this was um like um 10 years ago, you know, we have in Germany, I don't know how it is in Saudi Arabia. This mm -hmm. would be very interesting for me to get the info from you. But in, uh, in Germany, we are, you know, everybody say, oh, Germany is very technological country. We make such big stuff and so on. But, you know, when you speak with the normal people, they are really afraid about this, you know, they're scared about digital um, technique or digital uh, or computer and all the stuff what's coming AI, out. AI, facial recognition. Exactly, yeah. you know, all this stuff what's coming out of zero and one, you know, so, <laughs> and... Um, and I was like, you know, when I was studying um, art and I was still painter, I really didn't like it to to stay in the gallery, you know, to uh, drink Prosecco in the opening and to live like a life uh, which was okay a hundred years before, you know. This was like living in a miracle, you know, but this was not the real life. So I wanted to get really a uh, input into real life and to get also output out of this for me to to get really info what's going on exactly now <clears throat> and so i start to to work with digital um, mediums you know i start to make videos and um, um, computer animation and so on mm -hmm. and then i decided to um to start to think about uh what exactly? Why, why do people, because also the artist doesn't like it in Germany that when you work with digital uh, art, you know, so this is like, yeah, there's something like, you know, on the corner, the artist working with digital stuff, but they are really conservative in this, in this uh, matter. And I was like curious why it is like that, you know, and I also wanted to uh, make my position in this uh, question. So I wanted to to go really deep into this, to jump to this research or to figure out what exactly it is this this all zero and one thing, you know. So, so you got into more interactive digital art. No, I just make really like a research. Mm -hmm. I wanted to figure out what was really the first idea why we develop such a machine. And you know, for what? So and on the end of my research, I found Ada Lovelace. And Ada Lovelace was the daughter of Lord Byron, and he was the romantic figure of 19th century romanticism mm -hmm. movement in England. So, and when Ada was a very small girl, oh, I, I think she was just born, the family split because, uh, and the mother of Ada saw the reason why they split uh, what well, the family split in the romantic nature of the father, you know, so she thought this is not so compatible <laughs> with the family. So she thought Ada will never ever got such a deep, um, um, impact into, into poetry and literature. Of course, she got a very good education, you know, she spoke uh, many languages 
And she uh, was a, got a very good mathematician. So, for example, in her 20s, she was up to uh, to find a math formula how our brain produced thoughts and how our nerves produce feelings. Because she thought with the numbers, you can really uh, describe all the stuff. This was like a philosophical uh um way to discover world through the uh, numbers and one day she met Charles Babbage and mm-hmm. Charles Babbage developed further the Leibniz machine and this was like a counter machine you know so this was like just like simple analog calculator you know what we have now is an app in our mobile you know? yeah so this was like very huge metal Big room. Big, not room, but big stuff, like machine. And you can put to this machine like two plus two. And there was like metal cylinders that rotated and make like clack, 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 clack. And on the end, you saw it's four. No, so in a few and, seconds, or a few, and, yes, I mean, you know, but but this have this have a reason why they developed this machine in this time. This machine exists right now. Is, uh, is it in a museum? Somewhere? Yes, yes, you can you can see it when you Where? look in uh, in England. England okay. So, and um, you know, and this was the reason why they developed this machine in this day was because England spread through the whole world. You know, so there was so many exchange between um, uh, Arabic country, between uh, uh, Asia, India, and so on. So there was lots of... Up to America. Up to America, exactly. So they have lots of um, uh, staff, export, import. And this was no more uh, enough when people were sitting on the table, you know, with the ink and uh, counting the stuff because this was too much to count so then and and of course people made mistakes so there was not only one person which was counting there have to be a next uh, second person who count is counting person you know to get to sure, sure that yeah. it <laughs> doesn't make mistakes and, and still there was a lot of mistakes Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. So they thought, you know, we need uh, something what can count without making mistake and counting day and night, you know. <laughs> so, and, uh, and so, and he developed this machine and uh, was looking for somebody who could translate it for, for, um, from English, I think, to Italian. Not, not really sure about that. And, uh, and so, and, and of course, this should be uh, somebody who will speak uh, English and Italian, and also somebody who are very good in math. You know, because uh, when you yeah, at uh, that time it's very rare to find somebody like that. Exactly, yeah. you know, because when you you cannot just translate words, you know, you have to know what you are translating or what you are talking about. So, and Ada was the perfect person for that, you know. And as woman in 19th century, she have to sit uh, at home and drink tea, you know, the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> so then she was very happy to have something to do. Yeah, and um, and she start to translate the. Text and when she read it and when she saw this machine this was from i think a really magic moment when she put when she merged the poetry of the father and her mathematic together you know because she saw this machine not like a mathematician she saw this machine as a poet you know mm-hmm. as an artist because she looked to the internet 
how this uh, um, analytical engine of Charles Babbage uh, is looking. He will never ever got this idea, but this woman, by looking at it and understanding how it's work, she thought if we could be able to put some information to this machine or to give some structure into it, this machine will be able to remember and to produce artwork like artist does. Mm. She's considered the first program, right? Yes. And so, you know, and when she got this idea, I was like, when I was reading this, I was like, oh. Yes. You know, <laughs> I cannot say this word, but now I was so amazed about right. this. So I thought, oh my God, this is wonderful. You know, the first idea of making computer was a machine which can remember and produce artworks. So, okay. So I thought I would love, you know, to re uh, reanimate this idea for the people, you know, because we have really to decide what we want to do with this stuff, you know. We can decide this, we quit it. We can decide we develop this or we, 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 we could, we also could decide, okay, we develop, but we have to give them a, a way, you know, this doesn't need to, um to to grow up as a cancer you know so and i thought okay i would love to uh, to take this uh, to make to take this idea and to show the people you know to take the fear out of them about this problem you know because you should never ever make decision uh, uh, pushed by fear or pushed by fears, you know, or, or stuff like that. You have really to think exactly and feel and feel well by your decision, you know. And so I thought, okay, I will, I will make an art machine which can remember, you know. And uh, I decided uh, that I will um, love to make a drawing machine because this is like clear stuff. You have this black and nothing, you know. So this black is like info, and where it's not drawing, it's not info. And uh, and so, and I thought, great. So this is already like a good uh, idea. And then I would love. Can to, you can you first mm -hmm. describe uh, the installation to our listeners because yeah, oh, okay, because they haven't yeah, yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah. We'll put the video in the show links. But, mm -hmm. uh, so this is like a very big. Uh, no, but I think I have to finish this then because okay. you will understand better why it looks like this. You know, okay. technology of today is nanotechnology. So I jump into this uh, um, research, and I I have to say that I love to work with scientists and so on. I was very good in math and physics at school too. So, you know, this is like <laughs> my second love. <laughs> so, and um, I jumped to this uh, research and I found out this, you know, to make short, of course, that they have uh, three very important uh, uh, materials they are working with. And this is helium, mm -hmm. silicon, and carbon. Mm. So, and when you sometimes look in internet for nanorobots, few of them look pretty similar than Ada is. And so, you know, I took like this nanorobot, you know, and nano, it's really like atom, atomic level, atomic level you yes. know, so something what is really small. 
and I blow it up as a, in Alice in Wonderland, you know, so to a very big um, um, scale. So this is like three meter diameter um, um, PVC, so silicon balloon, let us say. Inside you have helium and on the balloon you have charcoal. Which is carbon. Carbon. The carbon, exactly. Yes. So, and when you look to this balloon, you can say the balloon is like a big zero <laughs> and the charcoal on it is like lots of ones, you know. And mm-hmm. when you also, as we got in, in Europe, this, uh, zero, and one, you know, there's not Romanic letters, but Arabic letters yes. out from India through Arabic uh, countries to Europe. And when you, uh, I don't know if you know, but for example, the zero, it's from India, it's mean nirvana, it mm-hmm. means nothing, you know. So I really also like this idea, this big nothing. And on this big nothing, you have small infos. You know, and this is all about our perception. So, and in, when you came to to this exhibition, so you can say this the uh, room of this uh, of Ada. This is the hardware, like a Charles Babbage uh, analytical engine, and Ada, the balloon with the charcoal, is the software. And Ada's really soft when you touch her. <laughs> so it's, it's, a bal- it's a helium balloon with. Uh, charcoal spikes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, and you as visitors, you can push the balloon, you can interact with the balloon. So you give the input to Ada and Ada produce outputs on the walls. By drawing on the walls. By drawing on the walls. Because as soon as the charcoal make contact with the wall, it draws on it. Exactly. So, and the funny, funny, um, moment, what I really love is the beginning of the exhibition. Because at the beginning, you know, you have this very clean space, like a typical uh, exhibition space, you know, the white cube. And you have this perfect shape floating freely in the space with the charcoal on it. And this is so aesthetic, you know, this is so beautiful. So people love it, you know, so, and then it floats around. And I say to supervisory staff, please go out and leave the first um, visitors alone, you know. So the people came into, and as you know, normally everybody told you, Please don't touch it. Decorum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, exactly. Yeah. So you cannot imagine everybody put the hands on the, the back, back, you know, and walk very slowly around it, you know, put the uh, finger on the cheek and uh, make a very contemplative um, uh, face, you know, and think about, oh, yes, you know, some uh, um, kinetic sculpture because Edda moved a little bit because of the air movement, you know. So very kinetic sculpture, you know, very clean, nice, beautifully, and so on. <laughs> but then, you know, in one moment, they are, when they are w- walking around Edda and move the air, Edda start to move more, you know. So and they are like... Curious, huh? What's coming here? And one of them. Can a child, usually. No. <laughs> no, really? no, okay. no, this is only here in Arabic, uh, in, in Saudi. Oh, this is what you noticed here, not yeah. all no, over. No, in all over, but this is, was normally there's like adults, you know, mm-hmm. they are walking around and then in one moment they couldn't hold anymore. <laughs> and then they look like, you know, is there somebody looking too? And then they push the balloon. You know? <laughs> 
in the moment when the, they came to the world, they start to draw. And they have, the first, they are really shocked and say, oh my God, now they the alarm it. would go on. <laughs> but there is nothing. So they start to draw more. And so when you, when you see the video on my website, I put already lots of video documentation of, uh, from all this exhibition I already made. So you see how crazy the people get there. You know, so they, because, you know, this is something really also nice about this work that uh, you can, of course, you can say uh, in the first level that Ada produced the outputs on the walls. So it depends how you interact with Ada. So this is all about your body and your character and how you are connected with your body, you know, so and how you are able to interact with something in front of you. And because Ada have this shape and this size, lots of people take Ada as a person, as a being uh, thing, you know, because this was like the first time in uh, Sao Paulo when I exhibit Ada, the people who came to the exhibition was asking, why is the on una uh, bola con carbon? It means where is the ball with the charcoal? And then after playing with Ada, they spoke about she. But, you know, I thought, oh, you know, this is only Brazilian people doesn't speak well uh, English. So perhaps this is only like mistake. But just after I went to Liverpool and they, the people, this was the same. And everywhere where I exhibit Ada, people start to speak about Ada, about she after they uh, interact with her. Because I think this is really the shape. And also Ada is not a tool at all. You know, Ada doesn't follow what you want. She is really independent, <laughs> you know. So uh, you really have to deal with her because when you push her, she push back. Oh, yeah. It doesn't that kind of address what you were trying to address? Like you were saying, the German people were afraid of zeros and ones. And now you're saying Ada has a mind of its own, which is kind of scary on its own. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Of course. You know, this is uh, exactly this. But this is also, then you see that the scare, the, the, the scary stuff, it's uh, also, it's you, you know, that you have to deal with this, you know. And so this is the one level. And uh, another level is um, when you when you look how the people interact with this ball, you know. And um, I, you know, I say, I dig the hole to Wonderland. But jump into it, you do, uh, you you need to do by yourself, you know. So mm -hmm. I prepare the stuff. I I organize the room, you know, the museum. Prepare this the room. I bring Ada the software inside, and you produce the artwork with me. And um, you know, and then when you um, really see to this uh, beautiful drawing on the walls, and you see how the people when they came into this, and this is also about our knowledge and language, because when they see this pole, this is something so new for them. You know, they never saw something like this. So they cannot use the old knowledge what they have <laughs> learned before or read before. They have just, in this moment, switched to intuition. And this is why the people start to be so smiling because this is, uh, this wake up, this, 
uh, learning with intuition what we have as we was child. Yeah, you're you experiencing know? something for the first time, so exactly. you're just happy. Exactly. So you see how the people laugh, you know, and are happy. And sometimes, of course, they, they, I got sometimes uh, emails from the people. Many people write to me, you know, about this work. And tell me uh, their story, you know, that this is not only beautiful. Sometimes they, they remember them about a, a filmmaker from US wrote me an email, told me how you got this idea. You know, this is my dream as I was a child. I got night for night for years. And then I saw this in this exhibition and I couldn't believe, you know, mm-hmm. so, so this is something what is really about people and and the story and history but also when you look to 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 this drawing you know and how the people interact it reminds me a lot about this moment when we was in the caves you know in the beginning of human beings and we went there and we put our hands on the walls to leave a mark that we were there yeah and exactly the same um um, desire, I feel in the people when they are in Edda space, they want to leave their mark on the wall, you know? And, and they do. And, and it, they when, do. When yes. I, when I pass by it and I see, you know, kids and people just bouncing up the ball and you see all the scribbles yes. on, on the walls, I keep looking at that and feel like all of this happened through, you know, life and energy yes. of other people. And it's recorded. Yes. It's there. It doesn't exactly. go away. So I'm just looking at all the black lines and just thinking about the energy, the energy that got stored there and exactly. and, and all the feelings that people had exactly. while they're doing this. And when you see, when you go really near to the walls and you discover the lines, you know, they are not same. They are so different because the people are different, because they move different, you know. Some of them are very gentle and very thin, you know, because somebody moved the head are very gentle and, and perhaps shy, you know. And some of them are very rash, you know, and push the ball like, Poof. so then, then you have like, really like a very strong line, you know, mm-hmm. and some of them dance really with Ada. So you got really nice sarc- cycle on, on the ceiling and on, on the floor. Yeah. It's really nice to discover. And then to, uh, to, uh, because this is the, this coding of movement, what you see. And this is also nice to decoding the lines and to imagine how the people was moving. Mm. And to feel the energy. Relating it to digital, like everything we do today uh, leaves a digital footprint. Like mm-hmm. when you log on the internet or your mm-hmm. phone, your location, mm-hmm. all this is basically we're just releasing all this smog of digital, everybody. And and this is go back to like the German fear, like what happens to this digital footprint and how mm-hmm. is it being used Mm-hmm. In good or bad, mm-hmm. just that balance of like mm-hmm. it can be used in good and also can be used in bad. Mm-hmm. So it just and, it's it's yeah. it's a nice kind of uh, representation of that. Yeah, and tell me what how it is in Saudi Arabia. Ammar called me uh, crazy, mm-hmm. uh, conspiracy theorist, and uh, tin okay. uh, tin foil hat guy. Because I am very... He's just too paranoid with all the technology. (laughs) He works with technology. This is His job is all about technology. It is not funny. It is not funny. No, no, it's not. It's not. (laughs) It it is. The people who actually understand the thing 
also understand how it can be okay exactly exactly but i had this conversation the other day and i'm i'm a person who also loves technology and i love the advances but i look at it sometimes also from let's say an innocent point of view Mm -hmm. it's like when when people are making these advances on the phones or on the computers they're trying to make life easier for all of us Mm -hmm. and they're trying to make it more connected Mm-hmm. They're trying to make a million dollars. That's what they're trying to do. Well, you, when you make a million dollars out, out of this technology, you are allowed to make more technology and you're allowed to make more research. However, as you just said earlier, it's it can be used for good and bad. Mm-hmm. And the fear you have is from the bad usage of that technology. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it in another way, all of these things, make how easy it made our lives you know and now i have like a personal assistant in my pocket mm-hmm. now that personal assistant is listening to every word i say all the time somebody could be recording that and using yes. that information yes so that's the fear part yes. so i totally understand what you're saying i'm not saying you're crazy but i feel like it's a bit too much <laughs> that i can't really control and i might as well use the good for good and I hope that doesn't yeah. really affect me. You know, we have here two days ago, Niklas Nigroponte talking about uh, this stuff, you know, and this guy is really amazing. You know, mm-hmm. he's one of my heroes, you know, because he told already in the 80s in the Weird magazine that uh, uh, computer and technology would disappear in analog stuff. You know, and this is also exactly like what's exactly what's happened now. Exactly, exactly. You know, but I think we really have to uh, be careful what we do with this, of course. But we also uh, should not give it away because this is something. Look how much we are connected now. How many uh, also positive changes happen in the world. How may, how much we understand more each other. And I don't mean on the level of, um, uh, countries. I mean on the level of people, you know, that we are sitting here now and speaking and making this podcast. It's all about that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, and, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, I think it's sad. Like for me, um, it's about you have, you have Silicon Valley, basically. That's mm-hmm. basically propelling all this and you have like the amount of smart people in silicon valley is just maybe the most any highest density in the world and all of these startups and all of these products that are doing this facebook google all these guys uh the, the business model that they went for is basically using people's data and Uh, basically farming it and yeah, giving it my out. My question But is why do why do you uh, give your uh, um, really real data into internet? This is what you know. What I ask my my student, for example, when you open a Facebook uh, account, did you give your real birthday? All of them do. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm sorry. So, fifteen years need ago, education. Fifteen you know, years ago, this. nobody knew that. And <laughs> my point is. Like the smart, these smart people could have found a better and a more ethical business model than just farming data. That's what I'm saying. But I think no, farming—they didn't start off yes. 
farming data in their mind. I mean, the idea wasn't to farm data. The idea was to provide something yeah. or someone came up with the idea, oh, hey, let's do this, let's do that. Yes. It turned into farming data yeah. because they found the money there to be yes. able to continue and be rich. I don't agree. <laughs> no, okay. But I don't think, okay. like, whoever made Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, wasn't Mark like, you know what? Zuckerberg wanted to basically hook up with girls. So he of wanted course. To yeah, no, that's but, what I'm saying. But, you know, <laughs> if, but, you know when, when, why, for example... But perhaps I am naive, you know, but there are many people and many artists who are working with data. We are still in Facebook, you know, and we are still in Twitter and so on. We know exactly what's going on, you know, but, you know, the one, uh, one way you can uh, deal with this stuff, you can say it's bad. I go out. I may, I live without it, you know. But in a real, you cannot really live today without data, you know. But you can you can make your decision. I go out of Facebook. It's very extreme. Uh, this is what I did. Yeah, but, but it's I, not I even know, extreme. I know many people yeah. who made. But this. some people like I don't even want to use a phone, mobile phone. Exactly. That's too extreme. But you know, but I like to stay in Facebook and to push Zuckerberg. To change this Facebook from inner, I want to be the bacillus, the ba- bacteria or the virus who go inside of this fat, huge body and to change are you, it. Are you doing that? I try it, yes. Mm-hmm. And if you know, when you really uh, keep attention, uh, what Zuckerberg now is uh, dealing with, so they, there's the account change it a lot. Exactly. The people doesn't speak anymore about private stuff. They doesn't give any more so private information. They are only exchanged more and more about political, about cultural stuff and so on. Because we learn it. And you know, this is like in the in the past we got um, uh, the print, you know, was uh, mm-hmm. the uh, print technique was developed. And in the same time, everybody, you know, every uh, intelligent person, you know, on the power say, this will be the end of the civilization when everything could be, uh, be printed and nobody can, uh, the church cannot look at it, what is printed out, you know, so this will be the end of our civilization. And what's happened? Of course, we have lots of uh, bad stuff what is printed, you know, the stuff what is printed never would read and uh, then put it to the trash. But this whole information what we got through the print media, you know, we need all the time when there is some new technological uh, uh, technology uh, development we need time to find a way to deal with this, you know? I'm not against the freedom of, of information and the flow of information. Mm-hmm. That's not my point. I already have a blog and I already mm-hmm. share personal stuff. I have general, mm-hmm. personal pictures over there. That's not the point. The point is that basically corporations mm-hmm. are being the gatekeepers right now. And they're using this information for their main profit against their users. Yeah, but we need to wake up and we are too many. So we don't agree. We are in agreement, basically, but... Uh, yeah, but what, what you're saying, what you, what you're saying is you take your information out and stop using it. She's saying, no, I will continue to use it, but ask or, or to try to push the fight to, to make it more yeah. to my to my advantage, not just theirs. Yeah. And it's, then, it's different reactions. It's a yeah, different reaction, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. but I like for me, when I realized 
how Facebook uses our information and the recommendations that come and how they make money out of it. Basically, I just, I didn't go out of Facebook. I just stopped using it the way I used to use it. Mm -hmm. I just deleted all the personal information Mm -hmm. that I had on it. Mm -hmm. There's my name. Mm-hmm. And you can message me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even I even started to but, take out pictures. But the app still has your location. It's probably your listening. phone has your location. Your car knows your location. Yeah, you, everything. Your computer knows your location. Yeah, but my point is like your your way of saying okay, if, um, I'm going to stick it to Facebook. I'm going to remove my name. I'm going to remove it's, all I'm this. I'm not sticking it to <laughs> Facebook. I'm <laughs> just not letting them utilize but my likes and dislikes. Like- for yeah. their advantage. But they know your location right no, now. But okay, but everybody knows my location. You know, I think we have to develop our techniques like playing with cats and mouse, you know. We are too smart. And this make also fun to use them, to give them all the time like a wrong information. You know, for example, when I give to some platform my fake data, you know, and afterwards I get uh, re- um, um, appetizement or something back to me. So I exactly know from which uh, kind of, uh, from which side ah, it's coming okay. back to me. So you can really use it for your own, you know. And for example, when you have, uh, when you say they can exactly know where you are. Okay. What's about uh, more iPhones and putting them in different spaces? You know, this is like Matrix, you know, the movie Matrix. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> spread your, uh, uh, you know, um, but it's not sustainable what you're saying. No, but like what's, buy what's, multiple phones and put the phone on, no, on a, on a train. I'm, and <laughs> no, but what's like, the problem if they know where you are? I mean, who, I mean, no, you, this is uh, this is a problem. I see this as a problem. I agree totally with him. I mean, it's not just the location where you are; it's the location and the aggregation of the people. That who who are with you, mm-hmm. that that makes yeah. a lot of you know. You can they can like uh, what's the word looking for? They can make a lot of uh, like suggestions. Suge- no, yes. like understanding or even mm-hmm. even like assumptions that yes. okay, this guy is with this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy have yes. a certain political leaning and yes. so, yeah, yeah. yeah okay I, I totally agree with that. And one of the things that really scares me in this technology is like now that our phones not just Facebook, our phones in general are just listening and the applications, different applications are listening to what we say. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm talking with you about real estate, and that happened to me, I was talking to my brother about real estate, three days later, I started to get ads on Instagram for real estate, I started to get phone calls, people telling me we have an open house, and if you want to take a look at apartments, and I never even googled that. Yeah. So it it is listening. Um, it, it I had a conversation with in a new city. Where's the best uh, barber? And then mm-hmm. two days later, I started mm-hmm. to get you exactly. know barber ads. So that is scary. Yeah, and it is. Uh, for, for, so I don't know if you know Harari, the the historian. No, oh, okay. it's a very a nice guy who um, give a very uh, good war, uh, warning warning to the people. Then we have to be careful because when you when you for example are reading book online, you know, then the algorithm, they already exactly know what you are reading and exactly how long and so on. So all this information are keeping in the, in this, uh, um, in this information place. 
and and then they can use it uh, very good. So the next one, when you are looking for a book, they give you like, no, we know you have read this and this and this. So perhaps we are sure you will love this too. So they make you, uh, they take you your free will, you know, so, uh, and also mistakes, you know, so, and I think what is really important for people is making mistakes. And to suffer, you know. They can nudge you and toward a certain yes, and they, ideas. Yes, and also they can now, when you have um, your camera in front of your laptop or, or your mobile, they can also read your faces and know exactly when you are reading this site, which emotion you have. So they will get more and more information out of you. So they will know you more than you, you're, you're by your own, yourself, you know. And eventually so, somebody will create a chip that you put in your head and sell it. Oh, this is oh, amazing. Come on, don't make Somebody up. will do it and people oh, will buy it. Oh, and no, okay. then you just This is what I have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know? Elon Musk you is know? working on this yeah, right yeah, now. You have to go to a cave, you know, cl- close the cave and leave there, you know, so. <laughs> you know, and so, but this is a mess, a big mess, but we have to find a way out of this. And I'm sure we can. Yeah, because, and this is what I'm saying. I'm saying is that this technology, I'm not saying it, it's not bad, but the way they're using it is bad. Yes. So I, I agree with you. I it agree with abused. both of you. It can be easily yes. abused. That's, um, that's the problem. You know, you have knife. Okay, you can use the knife to kill somebody, and you can use the knife to to cut a bread. Yeah. So what do you want? You want to say because you can kill somebody, you can uh, every knives in this world should disappear. Again, I'm not against (laughs) technology. I'm just saying right now it's being Mm -hmm. used for murder. It's not being but so we also, for, but also yeah. for helping people. For example, yes, uh, yes. What does Facebook do for you? Come on, think a little bit further. For example, they are. Um, do, you, do you? I am sure you know this about medicine people without boundary. I, yes, I don't yes, know how it's yeah. called exactly this organization. Doctors, exactly. So. They um, make a contact now with um, uh, people who make a application or some years before already, because when they was traveling, for example, to Africa to help the people with eye problem, they have to make uh, appointments with them to, they have to organize, um, uh, to make first to look to the eyes to the children and then to organize of uh, all this operation and so on. So they, this was like lots of money where they lose mm-hmm. in this whole process. And they thought, what could we make, you know, with, uh, with the algorithm to help us, to help the people, you know, in the, in a quicker way to organize this system better, even better. And so they developed a system when they, you have uh, a small lamp in your mobile. And they, and just the to flash the flash yes. and just to the flash, you have the camera. So they develop a, a application. Then you put the flash to the eye of, of a child and the camera take the inner image out of your eye and send this all information to the doctors in Europe or whatever they are. And they can exactly know what's going on with these eyes, with these children. And so they can exactly prepare this, this, uh, uh, the, the the operation for them again know? i'm not so, against the technology right now this information was sent to a benevolent 
uh, entity. Mm-hmm. The problem is not the technology. The problem is how they use the it. the the corporations that are using yes. this information. They they became basically yeah, sur- we surveillance. Have to fight with them. Yeah, yes. surveillance corporations. Do you have idea how to fight with them, or you only sit there and cry? <laughs> uh, no, I like. I kind of just do it for myself. Like I, I, I selfish. kind of, uh, not selfish. It's just like start with myself. Um, <laughs> like I, I started to kind of, um, pull out of uh, Google, for example, mm-hmm. like my email is not, is no longer on Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, do you like know that. about Ecosia? Ecosia. It's a, a, a searching uh, application like Google. And this is a very new um, um, searching um, uh, program made of of young people. They decided to make the same work as um, uh, Google. And you can even use it in uh, China. Uh, Google you cannot use in China. And every click, every search you make in this uh, ng- uh, in this application, uh, part of this go to plant trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on it right now. Ecosia, yeah. E-C-O-S-I-A. Exactly. I use DuckDuckGo, if you're familiar with DuckDuckGo. No. Uh, it's also mm-hmm. like a privacy mm. conscious uh, yeah. search engine. So I stopped, like, probably 90% to 95% of my searches are not no longer on Google. Mm. Um, right. So start with yourself. I mean, not yeah. being selfish. I mean, yeah. start with yourself. Ah, okay. And talking about it on, on podcasts and ah. trying to educate people. Yes, but uh, I will say, you know... Everybody who hear this and you too, I think all of us, you know, because I know lots of you are sitting uh, sometimes uh, nights and dates in front of computer and playing games. I, like, I don't know. I know lots of guys oh, making it. this, you know. So. No girls? Um, uh, also, <laughs> but not so much, but they make another stupid thing, you know. So everybody who knows computer, you know, who knows how to use it, make this and make this revolution, you know. Fight against this problem, search for, for this. And this is really interesting. This is yeah. really amazing. And that's that's one of the things that we, we like to utilize also, our, this platform that we're on. Um, is just to put these ideas out there yes. and have people give them a different perspective on what yes. it is. And, and, and that's why we keep always mentioning it from two different perspectives. Yes. I'm looking at it from a more simpler point of view and more convenient point of view. He's looking at it from more secure and, and a very valid also yes. point of view. But a lot of people don't even think about these yes. things. And I, I got educated from, from, from Rami's view and some other guests that we have. And now, of course, from you of, it's like, I never thought of, you know, just fighting against it or trying to make it change. Mm-hmm. Well, I always thought of just putting the idea out there. Mm-hmm. But this this is one form of, as you said in the beginning, it's like it's not about where the world is going or the technology. It's about educating people on what's mm-hmm. really what's really going on mm-hmm. and how we're, we're mm-hmm. supposed to use it. And taking power. Yes, and taking power back. You know, this is like, important. I don't know, do you know the movie Matrix? Yes, of course. So this is the moment, you know, everybody who play computer, who use co- uh, f- um, uh, internet for funny stuff, you know, to just uh, uh, survive uh, days and evenings alone at home or with friends, you know, because uh, you are boring. 
uh, you are bored out of the situation. So take adventure. And as, as this is like in metrics, the moment when he puts the stuff out of his neck, the wire, you know, yeah. Yeah. I will say, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, we've been terrible hosts. We never really introduced you. Uh, What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> no, my name Karin, is yeah. Karina Smigla Bobinski. Yeah, we need to put this in the beginning. We we'll re-edit yeah, okay. and put it in the beginning. Yeah, we can, we can <laughs> yeah. keep it at the end. Yeah, perhaps at the end, I'll, I'll, I'll make because, a intro. You know, because this is not about me. This is about my yes. art and about the idea. I really like the concept of comparing life to Matrix and just waking up and pulling the wires from, yes. from our necks. And I think that's the best best place for us to, to, to end this episode. Yes. So if you can just give us more, uh, give the listeners more information about who you are and what you do and how can they connect with you and contact you online. Mm-hmm. I am artist and uh, I work with uh, any medium. So I choose medium for subject I, I need, you know, so I, I, when I get idea or uh, I work on something, I choose the medium which can transport my idea the best way. So, but in the last time, I prefer to work with interactive analog installations. And here in ITRA, we have two of them. So, and when you want to see more of my stuff, please visit my website. This is www.smigla-bobinski.com. And I think it's better when you write it down. Yeah, we'll write it in the show notes. <laughs> because I know nobody <laughs> has now idea what I am pronouncing here. Yeah. <laughs> or search for it on Ecosia. <laughs> on Ecosia, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much. We only, I think, just scratched the surface of what we can talk about. I had a few notes that I wanted to talk about and it's it's out the window. And I think that's the beauty of just human conversation. It just takes you somewhere that you never really thought yeah. of going. Um, yeah, so it's really a pleasure to talk with you. Same here, same here. And thank you for giving us the time today. And um, I'm uh, Ammar, so, and you can find me at Sabban31, S-A-B-B-A-N-3-1 on Twitter or Instagram. Facebook, I think we established that we're not using it as such anymore. <laughs> I'm only on Twitter, Arteba, uh, R-T-A-I-B-H. And and, that's, and, yeah. and I am on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Sn- and now this I don't like. Yeah, it's, it's too stupid for me. No? <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> uh, what's your account? Uh, all the time, my name Smigla Bobinski. Smigla Bobinski. So we'll we'll write that in the show notes as well. Yeah. So that was our episode. Tell us what you think. Uh, give us uh, comments. Um, rate us on Ion uh, Apple Podcast. And choose the right pill. <laughs> Yes, choose the right pill. <laughs> choose the red one or the blue one. Is a each one will take you somewhere different. Um, that's our episode, and uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>